0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to season two of Convert Central. In season one, we've had the privilege of interviewing fifteen converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim, regardless of our background, our interests, and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys. And meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central.
1: Okay, welcome back to the last episode of Just Asking. I'm Aisha and I'm here with my co-host, Shahul, to end this short series. So before I begin, let me just start off with a small introduction. Just Asking is a platform for born Muslims to learn more about converts. And we started off by collating a few questions anonymously. Before I move on, let me pass the time to my co-host, Shahul.
2: We hope that both converts and born Muslims can benefit from this short and sweet series. Today, we are going international. We have Brother Bilal from France, Sister Sulim from Malaysia, and Sister Sarah from the UK to share their answers for the questions we have lined up for you. Maybe perhaps the three of you can actually share a brief introduction about yourself and your journey to becoming Muslims. Yep.
1: Yeah, so maybe Sister Sulim, we can go first so i was introduced to
3: islam uh, when i was 18 in my uni years and basically um i didn't i, didn't, I don't really have a journey as a convert because, just because I, I basically found the religion very interesting it connected to the studies that I was doing which was nutrition and then um after i studied nutrition i studied islam it coincided it uh, related to each other and Um, I had a connection there with that. So then I became a Muslim, got married and moved to Malaysia.
1: Alhamdulillah, that was a very brief and interesting uh, introduction about you. How about Brother Bila or Sister Sarah?
4: Thank you. Um, I moved to Singapore when I was 14 years old and my dad actually reverted to Islam as well. Alhamdulillah, he remarried a Singaporean uh, but of course he became a Muslim before he met her. And when I moved to Singapore, I was 14, and he said, basically, you can be whatever religion you want to be. Of course, you're al Kitab now. You are Catholic Christian, as both their parents are very different. Um, But he said, I want you to at least learn a little bit about Islam. So I had my journey at Dara Arkham, and being 14, it wasn't really about religion at the time. It was about being part of a family. Mm -hmm. And seeing my parents perform their prayers, seeing them do their fasting, see the way that they greet themselves, cleanliness, uh, just the akla, it was, it was mesmerizing. Um, Of course, faith in God didn't actually get to me by then, but it was more of just being part of the family. So Alhamdulillah, uh, about eight months after moving to Singapore, I reverted to Islam and I fasted my full month of Ramadan that time uh, all by myself. So that was really great. And yeah, stayed in Singapore, uh, developed my own friends, my family, my
1: husband's Singaporean, so alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, that's a very interesting perspective. It's nice that your parents give you the freedom of choice to like, actually explore the religion. That's not something that's common, you know, usually like religion is passed down through generations. But wow, that's an interesting and unique perspective, you know, to like, let you learn and let you choose your religion. How about Brother Bila? Do you want to do a short introduction?
0: Yeah, sure. So I've been in Singapore since uh, 2009. uh, And uh, I became Muslim in 2015. Um, And the the story is very much related to the people that I met around me. So I was very touched by the concept of the generosity, the brotherhood. Uh, Islam is like a big family. So to me, uh, that was something very touching. And then also the part that... uh, In Islam, everything is uh, justified uh, in a very right way. Uh, And and there is no multiple stories. There is one justification to each of the components that we learn. So in that sense, everything felt logical. And uh, of course, you know, my wife uh, really helped me to uh, uh, go towards that path even deeper. So thanks to her, I learned more about the religion, etc. So yeah, uh, the best decision I ever made to become a Muslim.
2: Alhamdulillah, I think most of us will agree that... uh, when we learn more about Islam, it's not only about the akhlaq that actually attracts us to the beauty of Islam itself, but it's actually also about the logic thinking perspective of Islam. Okay, Alhamdulillah, uh, how about we start off with the questions that we have gathered uh, previously. And inshallah, any, uh, the three of you can actually just answer these questions. Okay, so first question, what are some intimidating or rude questions and comments you have received from anybody around you? Perhaps it could be from your family or your
4: friends. Um- to be absolutely 100% honest, I don't think I've ever received uh, intimidating uh, comments or um, anything that has hurt me deeply. Um, I think the only person in my life who has ever said anything that uh, was remotely similar is my grandmother in the U.S. She's passed away now, um, but when I first became a Muslim and she found out about it, uh, she's a Baptist, so she's very strong in her religion and. Uh, coming from the south of uh, the US, it's, it, you know, everybody has their path. And she basically said, I joined the cult. So being 15 years old and hearing your own grandma who treated you like your own daughter saying you've joined the cult was really hurtful because I didn't see any link from learning about cults in high school to being in a cult in Islam. It was really, really awkward. Nowadays, um, being a Muslim for almost 20 years now, I do receive interesting comments. And I say interesting meaning, they come from people I don't know. Uh, Being mostly on social media nowadays, you know, it it can get to the point where people want to try to share information with you or say, you know, dear sister, anything that starts with dear sister is a little bit, oh, okay, what's she gonna say now? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It was more of the sense, like for example, uh, dear sister, uh, can I just ask why your food reviews you eat with your left hand? You say Bismillah, but you still eat with your left hand. and I have to educate regularly. I use a reverse-facing camera. Mm-hmm. I actually eat with my right, but what you see is my left. Like, it looks like my left. And yes, I have to say that over and over again. And I had one sister who said, well, why don't you just buy a proper camera? Why are you deceiving people? And it comes to the point where it's like, do you want to buy me the camera? <laughs> you know, like... It's, it's all about intention and, um, you know, there are other, you know, why are my sleeves always rolled up? Simple questions like that, like that, you know, you have to be covered, fully covered. You're a hijabi, you have to be fully covered. I'm a nurse by profession. Rolling my sleeves and washing my hands a hundred times a day is very normal for me. So it's a habit I cannot get rid of because I do it on a daily basis. Um, but of course, if I'm mindful and I remember, yeah, I roll my sleeves down, you know, it's, it's but it's just little comments like that that are, you know, it doesn't really get to you, but it might get to others if they don't really have a strong belief or in, know their own intentions.
1: Wow, that's a lot to take in. Uh, may Allah grant you the patience to like constantly be kind for these comments that you have been getting how about uh Sister Siou Lim? Do you wanna share any interesting or good questions and comments you might have received uh, after you have converted? So the story that
3: comes, one of the stories that come on top of my mind, and I'll try to summarize it as short as possible. Uh when, I converted it was in Sacramento California and in Sacramento California there're not many Muslims around so to find a masjid to find like um, Muslims um, any community it was really hard and when I re- I found I finally found a community that was um, you know that that I could relate to um, there was a sister that invited me to another sister's house and um, keep in mind at this point I had no idea how the religion actually worked I just thought hey you know Islam sounds pretty cool I want to be a Muslim and that was it right I didn't know the in, like I didn't know the fine details about it um things like you know you you're not even supposed to pray when you're on your period things like that I didn't have a community to tell me things like that which is why you try to find a community so like I went to this girl's house and it was like a you know a sister and brother kind of split uh, environment and basically the lady that was in that was you know that that was her it was her house there were like I think like four or five other ladies there Muslim ladies and they're all nikabis now at that age at 18 in California a nikabi is a pretty much a very intimidating thing already um you mm-hmm. have no idea why at that point I had no idea why they were like that I was thinking that maybe they were uh, they were from Saudi or something so you think, okay, that, that's part of their culture, cool, whatever. Um, I walked in there and they asked me, you know, how did you become a Muslim? And then I was like, yeah, I said shahada um, over the phone with one of my Muslim friends um, because he, lives, he lived all the way in LA. So he said, oh, just say your shahada. Anyway, so the girl that was, um, that was part, like that, it was her house, right? The girl that was there, she kind of looked at me and she goes, so you never actually said your shahada? And I went, um, and, you know, keep in mind, new Muslim, you have no idea what that really means. You know what it means, but you're just kind of like, I, I, I'm, I'm still not unsure, you know? Uh, she, she just kind of stared at me in front of five other ladies and said to me, well, have you been praying? And I'm like, yeah, I've been praying the best way I can, whatever, and she goes, you know, Allah doesn't accept that because you haven't said your shahada properly. You didn't go to masjid and, and say your shahada. And I thought, okay, I got to get out of here. Um, this is my first encounter with a Muslim community, and I just thought, like, at that time, all I wanted to do was cry and run out of that room, but I didn't. I just stayed there, and I smiled, and I was like, oh, okay, well, then Allah didn't accept my prayers. Um, I thought that was really rude, um, because I just felt kind of like, who are you? Like, now I think about it, and I'm like, there's so many things that run through my mind when I think about it. Number one, why were, where were the other ladies to protect a new Muslim sister when, um she was there like when she was had no idea you know and also why was this person being so judgmental um she was a born muslim even though she was a born muslim i think a lot of born muslims they some born muslims they have the uh, especially older ones they have kind of like the attitude of i know it all um and they maybe try to i don't know if they this is their defense to um for new muslims when they come in to educate them or not not but i thought that was one of my worst experiences and that was probably the first experience i had um that that encountered some muslim community but um yeah with that
2: yeah mashallah i think it must have actually been very difficult for for yourself like being in another country and then meeting the community where you actually expect for them to help you grow and blossom in this uh, beautiful region, but instead right. they actually are trying to yeah actually trying to pull you down, like bring you, yeah, bring you down. And their um, comments. I think
3: it was a good thing at the same time. I again, I'm an American. I actually, I don't, I, I wasn't a Malaysian coming to America. I I, uh, I felt like at that time I didn't know it, but I felt like now at least I know. At least I know how other people who are becoming, you know, when you when you enter yourself into a new religion, that what you don't want is to be bombarded. I remember some sisters telling me they had to pray not just my five-day prayer but my sunnah. They were so excited to see a Chinese revert come in that they were just like you have to pray your sunnah, you have to pray this, you have to pray a lot of prayers that were just like whoa you know and that could seriously scare um, a convert away. Because yeah, like me, I came in the religion, religion just loving the religion. I just loved everything about it. I love the fact, uh, the content in it. Um, so then when somebody comes and bombards you with extra information, it's very overwhelming.
2: Yeah, it's actually quite true. I think like for the terminologies of these people, can actually label them as the halal and haram police. So it's like yeah. they actually forbid you from doing all these things and actually make the religion actually very difficult and very overwhelming. Which is not ex- exactly the case. To be a Muslim, you're not perfect. You're actually imperfect. But what makes Islam beautiful is that every day on a daily basis, you try to improve yourself. Get closer to Allah you No, know, You should actually just try to do the basics and the fundamentals. Just try to learn a bit or two more about Islam and then try to do your regular prayers, your five daily prayers. And then from there, if you feel that your iman is growing then perhaps then you can actually pick up all the uh, the small small sunnas instead of everything eating at one go kind of thing it's just like yeah yeah i think it's just like islam being a cake like it's sweet and all so but you what can't I actually from consume that, everything
3: yeah. right yeah so what i learned from that experience was that um what sister sarah was mentioning that you know what like we have to be an example uh, mm you know, there's no point of talking about the prayers and this and this, we just lead through example. Um, This is how we should do it with kids, how we should do it with the other Muslims, how we should do it with the non-Muslims. The person that told me about Islam, didn't tell me about Islam. He, the action was Islamic, you see, and that's why I became a Muslim. After that I learned it that way. So when a person comes in uh, a new religion like you know becomes a Muslim, the last thing they need is to be told what to do, how to do it da, 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 because it becomes it becomes a burden rather than something to love.
2: yeah correct, correct. Yeah. I totally agree as uh, so I was saying just now about Islam being is being as sweet as a cake although it's sweet you can't actually devour the whole cake in one night. If you were to do that, then you actually might be sick of it and you actually might want to leave it like wholeheartedly kind of thing. So instead of eating the whole cake and learning about Islam all overnight, you should actually take it slowly. It's part of a, it's part of a process and I think the process itself is actually quite beautiful. Okay, moving on. Uh, how about Brother Bilal?
0: So uh, I have a few stories, but I'm just going to concentrate on one. Which okay. was related to the media, uh, newspaper. Uh, so... Uh, As you know, my wife is a public figure. So when we got married, uh, you know, the the marriage, the news were all over the press and uh, there was an article on the New New Paper uh, in Singapore. And uh, basically that was my story, you know, uh, when I converted to Islam and after the the, the marriage, etc. So um, what happened was uh, when I opened the uh, article that was on Facebook, I was reading the comments which is the last thing that actually I should have done (laughs) or maybe I shouldn't shouldn't have done it in the first place. And uh, when I read the comments of people uh, after reading the article, what they were writing was actually absolutely atrocious. They were condemning me. They were saying, oh, this guy confirmed converted because, you know, marriage or this guy confirmed converted because it's Nadia or whatever that was, but there was no comments about this guy converted. Because he loved Islam and, and that's it. And this is exactly what I said during the interview that I did convert because uh, to me it was logical. Nobody pushed me. That was my own decision. And if I didn't feel like it, I wouldn't go for it. So uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, judgments uh, towards me from people that I absolutely don't know that I've never mm-hmm. met before who were actually sharing you know, their views on uh, uh, my wedding, uh, my conversion and everything. Uh, unfortunately, back then, uh, that was in 2000. And, 16 uh, after my wedding uh the the reaction that i had was uh, and i still regret it today uh, i actually made the wrong action i actually went to every single comment on facebook and started to reply and started yeah. really a war and you know how that works right when you actually reply on facebook your friends see your family members see so more people came into the battle and that was like a never-ending story and people message me like what what's going on you know i saw your feed and uh, it looks terrible. And uh, uh, I spoke to uh, one friend of mine who is in Ustas uh, and I asked him, What should I do in that case? He said, You should have simply ignored everything. You should not entertain those people because their intention is to harm you and for you to reply back. They love that. They want to be entertained. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, very disappointing because, again, you know, this comes from people that I don't know. They talk about me, they never met me. They they actually tell stories that are untrue. And uh, yeah, I was, of course, very disappointed, but uh, I moved on. Uh, So it's all good now.
1: Alhamdulillah, Uh, thank you for that uh, sharing. It was very honest and it was, um, yeah, you shared about the harsh uh, truth about conversion that it's not always like a good and merry as it's always portrayed online. There's also a lot of people who are criticizing us for our actions. So this also reminds me of the hadith about how the Prophet said that we should either speak good or remain silent. So I think we should take note of that whenever we want to like judge anybody or like we want to pass any comments to anybody, we should always uh, ask ourselves, is this kind, is this necessary and is this really truthful before passing on these uh, comments to others. So thank you for that sharing, uh, Brother Bilal. Thank you for that sharing, Sister Sulim and Sarah. It was a very insightful un- answers and it was very honest and raw. Okay, so moving on to the second question and the last question for this uh, series, actually. Uh, what are some ways do you hope born Muslims can take note of when they are interacting with convert Muslims? Um,
4: I think... I've never really had an issue in my international community. I think particularly the American school that I work in or the, uh, air force base that my dad, that we lived on when I first became a Muslim. Um, but with born Muslims, I think they're very excited to help. Um, and like, like, you know, they may have great intentions. So as what, um, Sharul was mentioning earlier about uh, the Haram police and things like that. I think this is probably one of the biggest ones that I want to touch on a little bit is because, you know, we have to look at each other's intentions. I might be doing something that, for one, I may not know. So when you approach somebody to try to inform them, um, you also have to ask questions like, how are you, you know, Doing, you know, what are you doing? How do you like doing this? And then you have to figure out what your intention is to try to help. Is it to make yourself feel better? Is it to put that person down? Is it to really, uh, you know, try to help somebody? Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, when trying to be a haram police, um, it can also one, make the person uh, convert feel little, belittled, or um, I'm very bad with negative reinforcement. So if somebody comes to me or at me, I, I tend to back down and then I go the other way. Um, but also the person who's given the advice, they also may also have a repercussion. They may feel like, oh, they're not they're not, uh, well-versed enough or they may not be able to help that person. And so they also go back. Um, I think Sister uh, Ustaza uh, Liana Muspira had a really good story that she shared, I think about two years ago that I've always, always, always remembered. And it was about her seeing this um, Muslim couple. This isn't really a convert-related story, but it's something very similar to our mindset. And she saw this Muslim couple lining up for 4D, and the first thoughts that come to her head is like, "Oh, this is Haram. You know, you shouldn't be doing this." You know, but but then she said, "You know." But then I sat there and I started thinking, they may have tried every other outlet. They may have, you know, a good intention of why they're doing this. You know, we can't judge a person for behaving a certain way or uh, you know uh, performing something a bit different you know one of the biggest things that's hard for me is differentiation between c- culture and religion
1: mm-hmm.
4: and as born Muslims I think sometimes you don't realize that when a person converts to, or reverts to Islam we don't lose our identity we are still the person that we are and by trying to have us convert to the uh, to the culture as well can be a little bit too much for us as in I still want to do gift giving in the winter time, uh, but some people may say, no, you're not allowed to do Christmas at all, like, but I'm not having Christmas, I'm giving gifts to my family members who are not Muslim, or to my friends who are not Muslim, mm-hmm. um, I might, uh, you know, it's, it's the little things um, in terms of culture, I might let my kids wear cartoons on their shirts, mm-hmm. but when I take them to an after school Tafis. They said, Oh no, that's idolism. We don't put any animals or anything on our kids shirts. And I went, okay. Um, so I had to buy a whole new wardrobe for my kids just to go to Tafis. You know, I, I get that. Um, but it's, it's not, instead of just saying, stop, no, that's not right. It, it has to, it has to be a proper explanation for it and your intentions. Just, yeah. just know your intentions of why you're doing it.
1: Yeah, correct. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for that sharing. Uh, as you said that sometimes people can uh, enforce a way of how we should practice Islam when Islam isn't that way. Islam uh, in the Quran, Allah stated that he has created us of like different groups and different tribes so that we can learn from one another. And I think that's a very befitting for the situation that we are facing right now when everybody tries to enforce one way of uh, how we are practicing religion onto other people and also when we are giving advice we should also take note of the way we give advice as sister sarah has mentioned and you are like the prophet wa said that allah Taala loves uh, gentleness and he is gentle so he rewards for gentleness and what is not granted for harshness and he does not reward anything else like it so i think in the way we act and in the way we interact with people, we should always be mindful of our words and our actions and how, and not only that, but also how we carry ourselves to other people. So how about Sister Sulim? do you want to answer the question? Um, yeah, I think Sister Sarah did a great
3: job answering it actually. Um, number one, delivery is very important. Um, I know the intention to a Muslim um, is like Sarah, Sister Sarah said. That uh, they're really excited, oh my God, a new convert, oh my God, you know, and then they start throwing a whole bunch of information at you and you're just, as a new Muslim, you're just overwhelmed because you took in this religion to enhance yourself you didn't take this religion to make it a burden on yourself you took it because it sounded like really peaceful really nice and you thought hey you know what Islam something benefit me in my life but if a new a muslim comes in and they're just like you know no christmas and no gift giving and you know haram this haram that haram that, that whoa and you're like back the truck up you need to just know then it becomes very a very scary thing and then when everything is wrong, then you start implementing rules after rules after rules after rules. It just becomes not fun anymore. Anything you do in life, I always believe that you have to have fun in it. You have to have, you still have to be you. You still have to enjoy. When you start putting rules on people, what happens with rules is that they just want to break it. It's like I've got kids. You put rules on them. They just want to break it. That is it. When you start coming up to a new Muslim and start telling them rules after rules after rules, they just itch and they're just like, okay, I just want to break these rules already. Like I just became a new Muslim. And I was actually very curious because actually this question comes up so often that I actually wonder like from your perspective, from a Muslim, like a born Muslim perspective, when you ask this question, I'm actually wondering what, 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 I mean, because from a non, a, re, a revert, you just be you. That That's what I think. Just be you, just be kind you don't have to say anything you just be a kind person so like when you say that I mean did did, did born Muslim expect something like you know did they do they feel like oh my god their responsibility to to I don't know say something to us to impress us I don't know like or to revert? because I also feel like they it becomes too like try hard and then it becomes overwhelming and I just feel like with everybody that becomes a new Muslim, just treat them normally and just be like, you know, hey, congrats. Let's let's do this together, kind of thing. You know, it's it's a lot of teamwork going on here, and I think the Muslim community needs that because instead of saying you're a new Muslim, you're a revert, I'm a born Muslim. We, I mean, I meet I meet Muslims, born Muslims, all the time, every day that actually don't know anything. They actually learn from reverts. And uh, I just feel like it's more of a communal thing where we learn together and uh, we don't have to say anything. We don't have to be like, okay, what should we, or should not say, we just have to be normal and like, be friends and be kind to each other. That's the most important thing because I told you my previous story about that. I just feel like if that person was kind to me instead of being the whole, I know it all, blah, 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 it would have turned a different direction. And That could have been both ways. I could have just stopped studying Islam completely and been like, you know what? All these Muslims are like this. No, right? But instead, I just, for some reason in my heart, it it just happens to be that I cried about it when I got home. And then I just continued on with life, and then said, "Okay, that's just just one bad experience." So yeah, I mean, yeah. do you, when you meet a new revert, do you? I mean, do you feel obligated to say something? Like, do you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, like, are you get? Do you get nervous? Because I actually get this question a lot, and I actually wonder, like, why? That's that's very interesting.
2: I actually think when uh, there's a new river that you actually come across with, and then they say that they're converting to Islam, I think it's actually supposed to be a source of celebration instead of a party, you know, like being a party people and bringing them down with a lot of restrictions, with a lot of rules kind of thing. Like it's supposed to be a source of uh, celebration and like homecoming, like it's like welcome back to the beautiful region of Islam kind of thing. So you should actually be happy for them, for our new brothers and sisters. However, although our intentions are pure and true, perhaps these restrictions and rules that we say and implement on other Muslims, it can actually counter the the direction that we actually want them to go towards. Like We want them to go Jannah eventually, of course, with us. And we all know that uh, doing more good deeds will allow us to enter Jannah with the permission of Allah and by His mercy. However, we also need to know that uh, everybody learns and uh, grows at their own pace. So instead of shoving everything to them at once, we should actually blossom together slowly, kind of thing. So that's what I believe.
3: Agreed, agreed.
2: How about uh, yourself, Brother Bilal? What are some ways you hope that born Muslims can take note
0: of when interacting with Convert Muslims? Yeah, I mean, um, I I totally echo with uh, what our two sisters said. I think they explained it very well. And uh, to re-emphasize on that, I think uh, one thing would be maybe for the community to attend more class, religious class, because sometimes, you know, we inherit. I mean, most of the times, the the born Muslims especially, they will actually have uh, inheritance of knowledge uh, from their parents, grandparents, etc. But uh, many times, unfortunately, we follow things blindly. We don't really ponder about... uh, what does that mean if I do this or what was the essence of that? Uh, is it actually the right thing to do? Was my father doing the right thing or not? Can I question that? Can I ask Anustas to correct? And many times we realize that, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people in the community have uh, been uh, yeah, following stuff blindly and then uh, it's very misleading. And then sometimes that creates, uh, that creates challenges for everybody. So I think I would love to see this. Uh, I, you know, We had a conversation the other day. Nadia and myself with Ustaz uh, uh, Tamizi Wahid from Safina Institute and actually brought up a very good point he said to us like uh, if you look at uh, Islamic class nowadays you will realize that the vast majority of attendees are women it's mostly women and um, where are the guys and, uh, and many times of course I um, mean from, from what he was sharing was um, a lot of guys have, you know they think they know everything uh, they have probably Ego and ego you know is always an issue. you think you're already in control of everything you have your knowledge it's good enough you don 't go for class, but unfortunately, the Islam that is spread around you is not the right Islam, so you are creating wrong ideologies, and this is very dangerous because you are actually uh, creating uh, new ideas uh, from the religion that are totally untrue. So imagine when you meet a, a convert and, and you share those ideas with that person. I mean what are the repercussions here so that's one thing I would like to see. Number two, um, the reason why I joined Islam was the concept of community and brotherhood. I already said that. And uh, to me, when I joined Islam, that was all about this. But unfortunately, what I've seen in the community as well, and again, uh, since we are talking about negative points, I'm gonna bring this up. Uh, I can actually see the opposite more and more, sadly, especially in COVID-19. We are supposed to uh, you know, uh, help one another to, to actually do better things. So. Unfortunately, as you can see on social media, there's been a lot of hate going on. Uh, It's been a couple of months like that and uh, it's not getting any better. So I just would love to see people spending their time more wisely, being careful on what they say, especially on social media because everybody's connected. Uh, You know, be very mindful of that and uh, just try to bring positivity because in the current pandemic that we are into, we need even more positivity. So uh, this is my message. I, I want to see that. I want to see more help from one another, more love more sharing, just greatness. Yeah. Hopefully, inshallah, this will happen.
1: Inshallah, I mean, I mean to all that and like you say, with especially with social media, it's like, it's even more important to understand uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying about how we should speak good or remain silent. You know, it's just simple phrase and it like, has such a profound impact especially in our current times when social media is like everybody and anybody can say uh, negative stuff about one another and they can hide their identity so we should be more careful of what we say. And also like um thank you for all your sharing, sister Sarah, Sister Fielding and Brother Bila. It was a very insightful and very interesting episode today uh, as you all shared very honestly and very raw about how uh, these incidences or experiences or how people have talked to you all have impacted y'all you know, like, especially, like, uh, the main gist from whatever you guys have shared about how people keep uh, trying to, you know, be haram police or, like, try to enforce a certain way of the religion on your and this like shows, you know, how like the Prophet Salallahu said that we should make things easy for people and we should not make it hard for them and we should not make people run from the religion. So I think this is very important, especially when it comes to converts, you know, you guys are learning things uh, one step at a time. You know, even for us born Muslims, we do not embrace everything at one go. We take steps to like, embrace one, uh, one thing after another. So we shouldn't expect something so enormous to be on y'all right from the beginning. So I think we should consider what we say, and we should uh, be more mindful of our words. You know, so that will actually um, be the end of this entire series. So before we move on, I would just like to summarize the entire episode. Is that Islam should actually make us a better person and someone who is more gentle, more kinder. The one who, the more one learns about Islam, the more we should uh, come to understand that Islam actually emphasizes on gentleness. And we should learn how to understand people with empathy and be patient with them. And everyone is at their own level, working their way up. So it's never befitting for us to like look down on others or police on others. And so with that, maybe all try to embody and emulate the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's character in our daily lives. Yeah, so uh, that concludes the series of Just Asking. And me and Shahul would like to thank everyone for tuning in to listen to this podcast and also the guests for joining us for this uh, series we hope that you have benefited and can forgive us for any of our shortcomings indeed all the goodness from this podcast is from Allah Taala, and all the bad that is from this podcast is from ourselves so stay tuned for our upcoming series Converts Guidebook by Brother Sidik.
2: let us end our session by reciting Tazbi Kafara and Suratul Al-Asr wa bihamdika allah illa illa anta Thank you, and we hope to see you
3: again.